Quit the 9 to 5 with Ben Handler. Getting you out of the rat race and into a career buying property. Welcome back. Great to be with you again. I, I'm, I'm Ben's co-host, Alex Whitlock. Uh, ben, great to see you again. Yeah, awesome as always to be here. Here we are again, and uh, we're going to sort of get stuck into looking at some different facets of the property buying game. Uh, and that brings me around to introducing a really uh, special guest today, Brady Yashia. Uh, she is now the principal of uh, Bell Property Advisory. Brady has uh, a really sort of rich background in terms of uh, business. So Started out on the corporate side, moving into real estate sales, and now taking all her experience uh, into property buying. I mean, that started originally with yourself at, uh, at Cohen Handler about five years ago, but now sort of uh, taking that into Bell Property. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Thanks for joining us. So before we sort of uh, have a look back over your uh, sort of time, perhaps, you know, at Cohen Handler, what's the role now that you have with Bell Property? What are you what are you developing there? So we're developing a buyer's agency within the Bell umbrella. So it's a completely separate business. It's not linked to the selling side of things. It's essentially a buyer's agency. And I'm building a team whereby we are a very strong, ethical team full with a lot of experience in terms of going out into the marketplace and buying properties. So we're having a really uh, sort of a, a chat before we came through here. Uh, and you'd, you'd sort of touched on something which is quite interesting that we're sort of sort of in some ways heading towards a US market. And for those that that aren't familiar with the US market, it's really sort of common practice to have two sides of the real estate equation. You have a buyer's agent and you have a sales agent. So it's quite interesting that that Bell's taken that step forward to uh, start to develop that. Yes, absolutely. And I'm finding that more and more people are very interested in working with a buyer's agent. And from the perspective of going to open homes and seeing more and more buyer's agents around, it's creating a lot more awareness. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just interested at this point to look at... uh, I guess your journey from the corporate side, and I'm allowed to say the the organisation you worked for originally, you were you were Optus in training, correct? Yes. So, what took you into real estate? There's obviously something which uh, which took you into real estate on a sales side first of all. What was what was the the journey there? So the journey there was that I wanted to have my own business. I wanted to have independence. So I felt that a career in real estate would give me that opportunity. So therefore, at the time, it was just uh, the, the only opportunities were in sales. So I started to learn the ropes from there. And a fantastic opportunity came to join Cohen Handler. And then that was it. That gave me a time where I could have my own business, have my own independence, but be linked with a very good brand. That's, uh, I think it's a wonderful journey. And, and, and look, the three of us uh, at one stage or another have made the move from being an employee to being uh, running our own business. Um, just for, you know, for our listeners, the, these are people who are thinking about taking this move and wanting, yeah. moving into a wonderful area, which is you know, buyers, uh, being a buyer's agent. Can you just sort of tell me what, uh, at that point, from going from a really secure and, and very high profile corporate job into taking really, uh, you know, your sort of career in your ho- your own hands and moving into that sort of self-employed, self-directed sort of move? What was, how did you feel when you took that move? So mixed emotions. Uh, it was quite scary, but also very exciting because I knew the sky is the limit. And for me, it was taking a couple of steps back just to take a lot of steps forward. And also being a single mother, it's quite daunting. Wow. But I felt that here's the opportunity to create a career whereby I can provide a wonderful financial lifestyle for my children and and even for myself. Ben, just just to bring you in at this point, so when did you and Brady first meet up and what was the, the, the journey with yourself? 
I think we, we first met when, when Brady did come to Cohen Handler, so that was, I think, five years ago. And, I mean, first I want to acknowledge Brady because obviously she's she's been on a remarkable journey. So starting out at Cohen Handler, she was a phenomenal buyer's agent, uh, was really involved in the business and, and growing uh, parts of Cohen Handler across the northern precincts of where she was operating. And then making that move and the transition into where she is now, Bell Property Advisory, was one could say could be quite risky. Why? Yeah. Because people, as Brady was saying earlier, may confuse and think, well, it's under Bell. Is that uh, is that a conflict and aren't they real estate agents? So I think this move is a phenomenal move for the industry. And I think it comes down to the customer, not what people think. And if the customer comes into the Bell brand and doesn't want to work with a real estate agent anymore for whatever reason yeah. and wants independence – how phenomenal that a company like Bell now can provide that service, what the customer wants. And I think that's where it's going. I think absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, I'm, I'm a huge advocate and a believer in uh, in buyer's agent. I've bought many investment properties as, uh, using a buyer's agent. Uh, and again, when we were sort of catching up, I also used a buyer's agent to buy my own home. And it's quite an interesting concept because I think, you know, with with an investment property, you have that level of detachment. You know, there is still, there's, there's, I think the research element for an investment property is probably greater because it, it is an investment rather than that emotive connection with somewhere where you want to live and bring up a family. But I decided that uh, for buy my own home, uh, which was in 2012, that I wanted to use uh, you know uh, my trusted buyer's agent to uh, to act on my behalf. It was a really good position because I was able to detach myself from the sales agent. So myself and my wife went along and had a look at the property. Um, but having a trusted buyer's agent then to step in to present me as being a credible and serious buyer, but without that kind of sort of uh, connectivity with me, you know, actually sort of being involved in doing that. So I think, um, you know, it, it's, it's a critical role in terms of purchasing property. Now, whether it's associated with Bell Property, you know, for purchasing your own home or, you know, sort of moving into, you know, sort of investment markets, I think, yeah, it's it's a, it's a an important thing to have. I think also in terms of the agency, look, I, I know Bell Property very well. They are a highly respected brand. And I think that most, most buyers uh, know that there is a, a detachment between mm. whether you're a sales agent or whether you're a buyer's agent. So I think it's, yeah, it's a great move forward for the, uh, for the industry. Yeah. And I think it's, it's changing and a lot of people don't like change and, you know, people fear change. And I think that's just typical human behavior. But, you know, Brady, I think is at the forefront of that, what's going on now and, and leading that. And who knows where the other, you know, big other franchise groups are going to follow. I mean, a lot of them might start to integrate and start realizing that things are changing. I think it's also worth pointing out that uh, I'm, I'm very familiar with real estate and you've got big real estate groups have mortgages as well as a sales side of things. And you could, you know, you could argue it's quite simple to see there would maybe a conflict there, but there is a good level of detachment. And again, I think, you know, sort of ethics um, and sort of the value in the brand are really important. And, and I think all the big agencies now have this, you know, service where they can help you with a the mortgage. They can also help you with the sale. So it's very logical. They can also help you with the purchasing side mm. of things. Yeah. Brady, just looking at, uh, so you, you started in April of last year. Yes. So how have you gone uh, sort of selecting people to work alongside you that reflect your ethics and level of uh, approach to bu- to being a buyer's agent? So that's a very good question. I've um, been looking at people that are very passionate about property, number one, that know what they're talking about. They are licensed professionals. And um, I've also been looking at people who have not only been buyer's agents before, so it's giving people opportunities. Uh, One of my buyer's agents was in the fitness industry before and wanted to change direction, which has been very exciting for him. Then there's um, another agent who was a selling agent, 
was a selling agent for 13 years and felt that it was time for a change. So it's, I've been looking for people across the board having the right attitude and the right ethics. I'm going to touch on something which, I, which occurs to me, which is really critical. If you're interested in a career in real estate, and, and sales is a fantastic area to go into. However, one of the things that appeals to me about being a buyer's agent is you are really not constricted by current market conditions. And I think, you know, for, for, for those that are listening in and think about real estate as a career, Right now, it's tough for sales agents because mm. if you're in a particular market area and there is, it's, it's a buyer's market as such, you're, very, you're limited by the stock in your area. You're limited by your own geographic area. And it's great when the sun's shining and when yeah. the, the market's booming. I think the real big thing of, of taking a career as being a buyer's agent is you're really unshackled because you operate for buyers across all areas, maybe in your local Absolutely. threshold, but you operate nationwide. That's right. We operate nationwide and we help... First home buyers, we help people building their property portfolios, people upsizing, expats, people moving from interstate, also people that are not sure about which way to go, i.e. buying in their self-managed super funds. So we're helping so many people across so many areas. And you said that you'd got uh, somebody from a, sort of a fitness background. Um, yeah. there's, there's clearly traits in that person that you see. And I might just add that this person did Ben's course. Okay. And the course was amazing. Yeah. And I have to say from my perspective, looking in, it gave him such a great ground work in terms of understanding what you need to do, where you need to be and how you make it happen. So, And I think this is what Ben is doing is so important because there is this groundswell towards there's, there's, I think in Australia, there's a real um, sort of interest in real estate as a, as a profession and as a career. But there is just this real groundswell and this real awakening to the opportunity to go into the, the buyer's agency side as opposed to the sales side. And having the opportunity to be educated, to understand sort of the nuances of what's required, I think is really critical. What do you typically find, uh, Ben, as, as you have people approaching you going through this through this path and, and, and uh, the person who's working with Brady, what are the, sort of the fundamentals that you're teaching them? You know, I, I, I've repeated this before, but I think, you know, buying property, I do think in, in the whole buyer's agent ecosystem is one of the, the more easy parts of the role. There's so much data available online. If you're doing investment, there's so many good research places and, you know, it can get quite confusing because there's so much research now. And trying to work out values of properties can be challenging at times, but once you start to understand your market area, you can start to, to gauge that pretty quick. So I guess to answer the question, my program is really focused on what the real estate licenses don't teach, which is building a business. And there's no, re there's no um, surprise why so many small businesses fail in the first two years, the next five years, the next 10 years, because they're not taught critical skills, which is around marketing, which is around you know, lead generation, which is around building your business, which is around building your team, which is around managing your team, which is around you know, customer service. All the critical areas that I feel like aren't taught for people before they jump into the seat, I really cover in the program. That's really, really important. And uh, I also work around mortgage broking, which is, you know, sort of a highly valued service. But you know what? Brokers are really, really bad at generating referrals. I think there is a, something in, in a lot of people, you know, even when you know you've done a good job and you've had a happy customer, there's just something that's sort of, it's a bit of a gap between actually coming along and saying, hey, look, you know, if you appreciate what I've done for you, my business is based on referrals. If you can refer me to X, Y, Z. And I think you you hit the nail on the head there, Ben. Understanding how to grow a business, the realities of working within a business environment and, and growing that business, I think are really critical. Mm, and also... Um you know, I touch on mindset and mindset can sometimes be like some 
over discussed and you hear about it a lot, but you know, mindset is important. Like there's no surprise at all athletes. It's a core component of athletic training because you have to have your mind in a very, in a really certain way in order to really perform at a high level. So I also talk a lot about mindset because it's tough, right, Brady? Like there's so many ups and downs and it's volatile, right? Absolutely. It can be a very big roller coaster ride, but the ups are fantastic. The downs aren't so fantastic, but it's a matter of, as Ben says, having the right mindset and keeping going and keeping focused, positive, and it all comes together. If you do the right things, you're going to be successful. I think there's something certainly in, in all of us here and in many people out there where you feel that kind of that sort of that sort of call to, to step outside of what you're you know been comfortable with it doesn't matter whether you're working in a corporate role or whether you're a tradesperson or you know working in fitness I think we all know there's that that calling within us but it's it's quite fearful to actually have the courage to step forward and, and as you say you know it's the fear it's not so much being drawn towards the highs it's the fear of the lows and I think understanding the requirements, uh, you know, so the, the basics of being in real estate, whether you're a sales agent or a buyer's agent, is one thing. But I think really understanding how to sort of smooth out the flows and, and, and really sort of avoid the lows through marketing, through networking, through really sort of putting in structure into customer service is really, really critical. Absolutely. You're spot on with all of that. And I always say you've got to get uncomfortable to get comfortable. Look, hey, I think the, the older you get, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 51 years old now. I stepped into my own business when I was in my late 30s, but I was afraid of doing that. But you know what? It's a bit, it has been the most rewarding thing that I could have done. I mean, I haven't quit the nine to five. I work many hours, but I work many hours because I choose to work many hours now, not because I'm forced to work many hours. I love what I do. I mean, I'm a different field to yourself, but um, I think it's uh, really about stepping forward you know, understanding what you want and sort of fulfilling that gap in your life. And then if you choose to work, you know, sort of 30, 40, 50 hours a week, hey, that's a choice, not not an obligation. Absolutely. And that's the beauty about being a buyer's agent and having your own business, because you can work as many hours as you like, and you don't feel like it's a chore. It's like, yes, this is great. I'm, I'm building something and I'm getting somewhere. Brady, one of the things I wanted to just uh, to sort of just go back into looking at your experience uh, in sales and now as a buyer's agent. So, what do you find are the similarities in terms of working with your customers from, from both those roles? I think the similarities, well, I've always given my clients good customer service, whether they were a vendor or a potential buyer. And I think the similarities are that if you offer the same level of integrity and you are honest with the seller or the buyer, then you're going to get a result. And I think that the similarities are the the understanding, first of all, of the market. So whether you're on the buy side or the sell side, you've got to understand the market. And then you also have to work out a strategy of how to get the deal over the line, whether you're selling the property or whether you're buying a property. And just, uh, I've been both a seller and a buyer. I've done more buying than selling, but you have different sets of anxieties in both sort of camps. You know, when you're selling, you're sort of worried about the, uh, about, about the, about the interest in the marketplace, whether it's a buyer's market or a seller's market. When you're buying, you're obviously hoping to get something for the, for the lowest price with the best potential yes. yield. What do you notice in terms of actually working with the with your clients now and sort of steering them through? Are the similarities on both the buying and the selling side in terms of emotions? There are similarities, but I think 
having a buyer's agent by your side, we take a lot of the emotion out of the equation. And so a buyer that has a buyer's agent feels a lot more confident moving forward. Whereas when you had a buyer that was representing themselves, they were sometimes unsure of how the process went. And it was quite a daunting and emotional experience for them. Yeah, absolutely. Good sales agents are, I mean, they are so good at what they do and, and, and they operate very clearly on the side of the vendor. I think sometimes people that go into real estate as a buyer don't actually really understand about the relationship, but that's very clear cut. You know, there's, there is no confusion there. The vendor pays the fee, you know, usually a commission base to the, to the, to the seller and they operate in their, in their best interest. And it's up to them to get the highest sale price possible. Buyer's agency though, what, what I love about buyer's agency is you, you operate on behalf of the buyer, but there's no real sort of conflict because you're very clear when you're dealing with vendors or with the agency that you are looking to get the price down as low as possible. Whereas with a sales agent, there is that sort of illusion of, hey, I'm operating, I'm operating on behalf of you, but I'm also, for you as the buyer, I need to get you up and reassure you that, uh, you know, that you are getting a good deal. So it's, it's very, very clear cut as a buyer's agent. And that's one of the things I love about it. Correct. And I think that when we start working with our clients, we sit down and we understand exactly what their needs are, where they need to be and what they've got to spend. So from day one, we have a very good understanding of where they want to be. And it's just a matter of going out there and achieving that for them. So Ben, just looking at, um, you know, sort of, again, people who sort of approach you and and we, we sort of touched on the things that you, to help sort of teach people in terms of the realities of being in business, what kind of things, what sort of traits have you noticed in the most successful buyer's agents that have gone through your your course and sort of gone on to great things? You know, it's might sound really simple, but I think it's all about execution. I think with, with business and with, it, with whatever you do, it's about how you execute and and also the, the effort that you inject into things. And, you know, one thing we can control is effort and that leads then to execution. So the people that do really well, they're really unconditionally committed to just making it work however they need to make it work. And they put so much effort into making it work and it starts to work. The people that are kind of on the fence and maybe as you were saying about the fear, there's so much fear when you're trying to transition out of a mm. job or you leave your job, it's it's hard. It's really hard. So the people that haven't committed mentally that they're going to go all in, I, f- I feel like they typically find it really challenging and also support network. The people that do really well have a really uh, good level of support. They've got a lot of people around them in my group. I hear them a lot saying, if it wasn't for my wife, if it wasn't for my two best mates or whatever, or wasn't for this community, you know, I would have mentally tapped out. And I think it's so isolating doing and running a business, right? Like it's, it, I, I mean, you, you, we've all been there, the three of us, it, it's tough and there's sleepless nights. And so I think the support network is a, is a massive one where people win. And I think just staying, you know, mentally positive a lot. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And I, and I, I cast my mind back to when I first went out in business. And one of the, one of the first things, doesn't matter what you go into, is really cash flow. So mm. I think understanding that there's going to be initially a gap before you start transacting, start bringing the money in. So having that understanding, having, you know, a, a provision for that and, and, and then seeing the vision of when the money starts to come in. So just, just looking at maybe going back to your sort of your early days when you, when you joined Cone Handler, can you give me an idea of sort of how quickly you start to actually sort of transact and start generating revenue for your business? Sure. So I think if you apply the right attitude with hard work within three months you should start to see some results happening and within six months that's when you should be seeing 
the right commissions flowing through. And let's look at this logically. So, um, you know, for me as a buyer, I'm just going through my own journey as a buyer. So I will decide there is there is a decision that it's time for me to buy. I go away and I make sure I've got my finance uh, ready. I have as a buyer, I should have some sort of idea of what I want to buy. Now, I may not geographically know where I want to go, but working with my buyer's agent, I may say I want to spend $350,000 and it's got to be a sort of at least a sort of a 600 square meter block. And maybe there's got to be some scope to do, you know, some sort of improvements. So I have a bit of a, a sort of a, a vision of what I want. My buyer's agent then sort of works with me. So there's then there's obviously then a you know there is a time frame to you obviously don't snap your fingers and find a property and settle in, in you know in an immediate sense. So there's a what would you say sort of a anything between a six week to maybe a, a ten week kind of yes. in an ideal scenario type of a process. Yep, I'd say a six to ten weeks. Yeah, sometimes even twelve weeks, but generally speaking, six weeks. Six is, weeks is pretty snappy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All, all the all the stars are aligned if things are happening in six. But but I've done it before, and it happens. And the great thing with buyers agents for me as a buyer. So one of the things I love about having a buyer's agent is that they have their finger on the pulse and they have a network of agents. And this is the really exciting thing as a buyer is you have a buyer's agent. They'll say, Alex, I've got a property because we've, we know what you're looking for and it is ready today. This second, it is a distressed buyer. So, you know, I've got my finance ready. I've got my deposit. Can you move quickly? And that's one of, for me as an investor, that's a really exciting thing. And you know what, when you decide to invest, it can't happen quick enough. Absolutely. And that's the beauty about being a buyer's agent. You have access to all opportunities, whether they're off market, pre-market, on market. And when you start talking to buyers, prospective clients, you already know what's coming up, what they need to do to get to where they want to be. So you're already starting to work prior to them even getting their journey started. So for you, having many years in sales, it's got to put you at a real advantage when you're talking to sales agents because you're going to see through. And I think these are skills you can learn because, you know, there, there are many uh, buyers agents that haven't come from the sales side, but it gives you that sort of like bit of an insight into when they're giving you a little bit of spin. Exactly. So you get to know how particular agents work, what their their strategies are. Some people would say what their games are. And then we can advise our clients accordingly with which way we're going to work with that particular agent. Again, just sort of just sort of touching on what we sort of uh, sort of mentioned earlier, Ben, we sort of mentioned that the, the US market is very much based on, on a buyer and a seller's agent. You know, do you, do you think that that's the way that we're going here in Australia? I mean, the concept for Cohen Handler was born in in California when I when I started to see that model. Where it won't work is in the States, the seller pays typically five, six percent. Yeah. And that gets divided if there's a buyer's agent That's involved, right. two and a half. It feels kind of conflicted in the States, it is. you know? It is because the if without getting too bogged down overseas markets, but it feels like the 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 buyer's agent is linked to a higher sale price. Whereas here in Australia it's it's just win win for the buyer because it's linked to it's it's look, sometimes it's a it's a commission, sometimes it's a flat fee, but it's really very much clear cut that the buyer's agent here works hundred percent in the best interest of the buyer. Yeah, correct. And so exactly right. And I don't think it's going to get like the States because our comms or real estate agents charge 2%. In this market, they're probably charging average 1.6. So to split that. But where I do think it's going is what Brady's doing, right? It's where the real estate sell side firms will have separate divisions, like separate. Will they have buyer's advisory within their groups? And they, there can be cross referrals. They can service buyers that don't want to work with real estate agents anymore, et cetera. So I think that's where I really see it going. So Brady, are you seeing um, 
In terms of people who you are sort of building your network, your customers, how many of them are coming sort of via Bell and how many are sort of coming organically from, from you know, sort of referrals and so forth? So I'd say at the moment it's about 60-40, 60% from my networks, 40% mm. from Bell. And I think the important thing for the buyers and the sellers out there also to understand is that although we are with Bell doesn't mean to say that we have to buy Bell properties. So, well, you said we, that it's actually it's, it's it's very rare you actually buy from Bell, but it's about the right property for the uh, for, for the for the buyer. Absolutely, that's it. So that's a benefit. So we have the access to the Bell opportunities, and then all the other agencies. And for the customers that are coming your way, what sort of split are you seeing between investors and owner occupiers, or, or sort of first time buyers? So at the moment, there's a lot of investors mm. because of the upcoming election and people not knowing which way things are going to go. Got to pack them away before you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but having said that, there's still always a lot of uh, primary residence buyers. So it would be 50-50 at the moment. And just looking at your particular business model, and, and there are many different segments of the market the buyer's agents cater for. Some you know, operate, I like cheap properties with, uh, <laughs> in certain areas, but that's my particular profile. What, 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 do you, do you, what do you specialize in? Do you operate in different kind of market segments or do you tend to specialize in one particular area? In terms of, you know, sort of the high-end market, the middle ground, also the cheaper end, where, where do you find that most of your customers sit? So my customers sit from first home buyers to the high-end market expats. There's a lot okay. of expats that I work with. So I would say that it's across the board between investors and primary residents as well. So there's not, not one specific market. We still, we do, I do some commercial as well. Okay. So it just depends on the client's brief. So is that a new area that you've gone into? Have you always sort of operate, operate a little way in the commercial market? Um, it's a newer area that I've gone into. Okay. I, I haven't invested personally into commercial real estate, but I, I know that it's a, it's a different structure. It's a good hedge against, uh, you know, against residential markets because they move in a different sort of tempo to residential markets. So, um, yeah, that's a really interesting area to move into. Ben, in terms of, uh, you know, again, people that you're seeing coming through, what, what sort of focal point do you see, uh, you know, above and beyond wanting to move into the industry and set up their own business? But do you help um, agents look at the commercial market or do you really sort of focus mainly on residential? It's primarily resi. If for me in the Institute, it's primarily investors, I would say. Uh, you know, to I think be a good owner-occupier buyer's agent like Brady's. I mean, Brady's phenomenal in that space. It's an acquired skill. Mm. You're not dealing with numbers, you're dealing with humans and emotion. And, you know, uh, one of the partners or the spouses might not want to buy it because the backyard's facing southwest and fully not south or something. You know, there's little things and that can irritate a lot of people. So it's an acquired taste and skill. Um, so the majority of my people, they love property. They own a lot of property, a lot of them, and they just want to now convert that into buying property. Um, so a lot of them are, you know, really strong investors. I think this is a really interesting market phase that we're moving into now because it is a buyer's market. Now, you can take that as you will. Um, however, there is still not a huge amount of stock on market because just given the kind of the current climate with interest rates still being very low, you've still got a lot of would-be sellers that are sort of sitting on their property because you, we all know that, and for me as a, as a property owner, I always think my property is worth 10% more than it really is, you know? So uh, <laughs> I think for uh, for investors and for buyer's agents right now, now is a, and you're going to have a market cycle for certainly a number of years where although, you know, it's a slower market. I think having that insight into um, exactly what stock is worth buying because you can make wrong decisions based on what you think is out there, based on the on the, so the price. So um, what are your thoughts in terms of sort of, you know, the dynamics of the next foreseeable future in terms of, you know, the sales market? 
Yeah, I mean, rewind, just to digress, rewind like three years ago when it was a seller's market in Sydney, primarily when we were operating in Sydney, it was a tough time for buyer's agents. I mean, everyone used to say, oh, you're killing it and things must be so good. I mean, no, no, it's, it, that, it's a great market for real estate agents. They list a good property, it just sells. Yeah. They pick it, all they have to do is pick up their phone, basically. So now it's transitioning into a buyer's market. Would I say it's a full buyer's market? No, but I think it's moving more towards the buying side. I think it's a phenomenal time uh, to become a buyer's agent. Uh, once you've got the client, it's easier to buy. So um, I definitely see it staying more in a buyer's agent or buyer's market. I do hope rates go up a bit. I just think it's going to cause a bit of a shakeup. Yeah. And I, and I think that I would like to see that, but I mean, talk from what I'm hearing and seeing is it might go down. But I think that for buyer's agents, we've got a really good, I personally think like another five to seven years of some really good times. I think so. And I think one of the great things about real estate, Brady, as, you, as you'd know, is it isn't just one market. And I think so often, you know, we talk about the property market, but the, it, there are many property markets. There are many Sydney property markets, let Absolutely. alone statewide or, or, or Australia-wide. So I think opportunities are abound. And the great thing about, again, being a buyer's agent is you're not limited to any one area, you're, you know, you're really committed to your client and understanding what they need and you can help them, you know, look, they may want to buy if they're an owner occupier in a particular area, in which case, you know, you can really help ensure they get the best buy. But if they're an investor, you know, mm. you know what they're looking to buy, you, you're, you're not limited. Absolutely. I think it's a very exciting time now to become a buyer's agent. And I think that from a perspective of people wanting to sell, although they're sitting on the fence, there are still a lot of off-market opportunities out there, which is a very big benefit to buyer's agents. So that's one of the attractions for people signing up with buyer's agents. So I think the next three to five years is going to be very exciting. Just looking at where you are right now. Um, so you started in April. You've How many do you have in your team now? So there's four buyer's agents and two assistants. That's fantastic. That's yeah. really fast growth in such a short period of yeah. time. And where are you hoping to take that over the next? What are your sort of plans over the next period of time? So the plans are to grow the team but not just to grow it with numbers, to grow the team with good quality buyers agents and give people opportunities that really want to make a career out of being a buyers agent. And at the moment, you're, uh, you're North Shore based uh, in, in Sydney. Do you plan to expand this, this network of your, of your own agents sort of further for, for Bell Property? So yes, the answer is yes to that. Although we're North Shore based, we do transact in the eastern suburbs, on the northern beaches, across Sydney, we transact. Fantastic. Yeah. Brady, it's been wonderful catching up with you. I'm so grateful for your time. It's been a fantastic story from Optus to uh, now buyer's agent over a period of years. Ben, always great to catch up. Thank you. Just any closing thoughts for uh, for people tuning in? No, I just think, as we've all said, and Brady just mentioned, it's a, it's a remarkable, it's an incredible time to become a buyer's agent right now, and it's only going to become better. So I think if you are interested, you can visit the Buyers Age Institute website at buyersageinstitute.com.au and yeah, go from there. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's been wonderful to be here today. It's been fantastic. Look, everyone, thanks so much for tuning in. Look, if you feel that sort of stirring within yourself, if you feel that you've got a calling that you would like to have your own business, uh, look, whatever that may be, look, do speak to Ben, check out, uh, you know, the course that he offers and have a chat. He, He can help give you some guidance in terms of how you can shape your future. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch up with you next time. Thanks for listening to Quit the 9 to 5 with Ben Handler. 
For more advice on turning property buying into your career, head to www.buyersagentinstitute.com.au now. The information featured in this podcast is general in nature, does not take into consideration your financial situation or individual needs and should not be relied upon. Before making any investment, insurance, tax, property or financial planning decision, you should consult a licensed professional who can advise whether your decision is appropriate for you. Guests appearing on this podcast may have a commercial relationship with the companies mentioned.